Have you ever missed an opportunity? Anybody? You ever missed an opportunity? Some of you may recognize the name of Ron Wayne. Ron Wayne was the third co-founder of a company called Apple. And in the late 70s, he sold his shares in Apple for $800. Today, that same investment would be worth $22 billion. Even though he went on to become, with his inventions and his creativity, he went on to become a millionaire. It was a lost opportunity. The chanting crowd of last week's message has now silenced. And Jesus has walked a little further and he stopped to look over the city of Jerusalem. And the Bible said that there he began to weep. He began to lament over the city by saying, How oft would I have gathered you together? I would like to have gathered you as a hen does her chicks. I would like for you to embrace me because you've got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, just a few moments ago, there was a dichotomy created as one group was willing to praise him and another group was willing to silence the praise. And he looks at the city and says, how oft would I have gathered you together? And then he makes this profound statement to them when he says, but you missed your opportunity. Can I tell you today that God is so benevolent that he will go after you and after you and after you. He will chase you many days, many years. He will come after you because he wants you to experience everything that he has for you. God wants you to experience his abundance. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that it is the Father's good pleasure to give unto us the kingdom. Just touch your neighbor and say, it's yours if you want it. But it's possible to bypass the opportunity of grace and to miss it. Jesus had made this statement to the religious people when they were trying to silence the praise of people that they didn't have an understanding of what had happened in their life. Can I tell somebody today that when God begins to do great things in your life, sometimes you can't explain it to, to people. Sometimes people just won't get it. All of a sudden when God begins to bless you and you get a promotion at work and, and, and they, they're just stuck where they are and they're saying, I don't know why you got this promotion. Can I tell you today that God's favor is amazing. God's abundance is amazing. And, and can I, in case you're on the other side, let me just tell you something. Sometimes favor is a demotion instead of a promotion. See, we've got a concept that all favor gives you the front row parking space at Walmart. 
But sometimes favor leaves you in a place to take you through some things, developing you for something bigger. I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the hearts of men the things which God hath prepared for them that love you. Just tap your neighbor and say, don't be surprised, don't be surprised, don't be surprised. But some people won't understand. And so the Pharisees did not understand the disciples that were praising him. But in this multitude that day, there were people that had been born blind, but because of Jesus, they now could see. In the multitude that day were crippled people that couldn't walk, but now they're able to walk. In that multitude were people that were had leprosy and caused them to have to go out of the city as unclean, but Jesus came by and touched them and healed them, and now they're clean. I think, ladies and gentlemen, that I would have been in the praising group that day just thanking him. He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Oh, somebody give him a praise in this house today. Somebody give him a praise in this house. Oh, see, when people don't understand what you're praising him for, then that they feel they have a license to be a critic. But the Bible even addresses that. It says rejoice that with them that rejoice and, and cry with them that cry and mourn with them that mourn and dance with them. I don't know why you're dancing, but I see you dancing, so I just come up alongside of you and dance a little bit. Uh, I don't know what you're really praising him for, but I'll just come up alongside and praise with you. Because if you think he's worthy of that praise, then he's probably worth the praise. Woo. And so you have this mixed multitudes of those praising him for what he had done for them. And you had this other group, which was the religious folk that were always trying to tear him down and always trying to discredit him and was always trying to project him as something they thought he was and not who he really was. And so this, this dichotomy, this struggle back and forth, back and forth, and yet Everything the Bible tells us is a journey of revelation. It's a journey of revelation. And we begin to understand some things. Now, when Jesus makes the statement here in, in Luke chapter 19, and he said, if, if these hold their peace, then the stones will immediately begin to cry out. What Jesus was referring to was there's an absolute story that the stones can tell. There are stories that they can relay of the miraculous power of God. Now, one thing that we must understand here today, ladies and gentlemen, is, is that God is a progressive God. He's a progressive God. I stand before you today, I know more about God today than I knew when I first started serving Him. I've been through some things. One thing I can stand here and very adamantly say to you today is that I found Him to be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. 
I've learned some things about God. I've learned that when people walk away from my life, he'll never leave me, nor will he forsake me. I, I've learned that in the midnight hours when I can't have it, I don't have anyone to talk to, that he's there listening to me. He's a God that never slumbers nor sleeps. He is a very present help in trouble. And so God is a progressive God. And so we begin to understand some things about God. Now, let's go all the way back to Genesis here. Adam and Eve fail in a perfect environment. Think about that. They failed in a perfect environment. There was no sin. There was not an environment of sin. They were created in God's image. They lived in a paradise place. It was a place where God came in the cool of the day and walked with them. And they gave that all up for a piece of fruit. I hope it's good. They gave it up for a piece of fruit. I mean, every single day though, God would come in the cool of the day. He would come in what's known in theology as a Christophany. It was a, a shadow or a metaphor. And so a shadow is just something, an oblique object, that gets between light and the viewer. And so you have the eternal light of God, the eternal spirit of God, but he comes in a theophany to walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. All it was was a shadow. And so you have, you have an entire Old Testament that God said, I want you to know me, I want you to see me, but you're gonna see me in shadows. And so you will find different characteristics of, of God's display. The Bible said he came and he spoke with Abraham. He talked with him. See, that is why, that is why Jesus could say to the Pharisees one day, when, they, when he said to them, ye are of your father the devil, Jesus would look at them and he, he said, I knew Abraham. They looked at him and said, you're not yet 50 years old, but he saw me in a shadow. Abraham longed to see my day, and when he saw it, he was glad. How did he see it? He saw it in the form of a shadow. See, what God is trying to do, he's trying to reveal himself to humanity. So he says to Adam and Eve, after they had eaten the fruit, I will put enmity between thy seed and the seed of the woman. The seed of the woman shall bruise your head. <laughs> I want to show you a shadow of my foot being on the head of a serpent. I want you to see this, ladies and gentlemen. 
And so now Abraham takes Isaac and they're going up the side of Mount Moriah to offer sacrifice. And Isaac said, Daddy, here's the wood and here's the fire. Where is the sacrifice? And Abraham said, God will provide himself a sacrifice. He will provide himself as a lamb. I want to show you a shadow. Isaac, you're a representation of Christ, but you cannot die because you are formed by man and woman. But let me show you a lamb. Let me show you a shadow. <laughs> so he looks and there's a ram caught in the brush. And they offer the ram in place of the man. Oh God. Did you catch it? They offered the ram in place of the man. But there's a lamb coming that's been replaced with a man. Now, for temporary, there's a man replaced by a lamb. I want to show you some shadows today. And then, see, when he said the stones will praise him, what he was saying is there's a display of creation that can talk about the wondrous works of God. Jacob is fleeing from his brother. He had just swindled his family out of an inheritance and he, he is fleeing to his uncle Laban's house and, and he gets tired on the journey and the Bible said he starts looking around. Oops, I forgot my pillow and there's not a Walmart close and the thing he could find was a stone and so the Bible said he laid down and he put his head on the stone and he began to sleep but ladies and gentlemen, the Heavens opened and a ladder came down from heaven and the angels were ascending and descending and he woke up and he rubs his eyes and he said oh my God his presence was here and I didn't even recognize it can I tell somebody he'll make a stone your resting place he wants you to know it's bigger than you can imagine if you don't praise him the rocks are gonna cry out I've seen some things I've been in his presence. I, I know what it is. Then you have a thirsty group of Israelites wandering through the wilderness. Hey, we're thirsty. And there's a rock. And God says to Moses, tap the rock. What's, what's going to happen when I tap the rock? Just tap the rock. Smite the rock. And the Bible said he smote the rock. And water came out of the rock. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, they drank of that spiritual rock that did follow them. And that rock was Christ. Woo. There came another day when they got thirsty again. And God told him, said, speak to the rock. But out of his frustration, he smote the rock again. Water came out, but he missed the revelation. Christ was not smitten twice. He was smitten once. <laughs> because he said, 
The first time, I've got to be smitten. But the second time, I want to speak to you. See, that's the power of speaking in other tongues. He said the first time, you smite the rock, but the second time, you speak to it. Oh, Jesus, help me, Holy Ghost. And so, the Israelite, thank you, Sister Janet. I'll try to know how to use this today. The second thing you had is you had the Israelites coming into the land of promise. And God said, when you go through the Jordan River, I want you to take 12 stones and make a pillar in the middle of the river. But as you're coming out of the riverbed, I want you to have 12 men. And I want you to have them pick up a stone, pick up a rock. The 12 men came carrying a stone. And Joshua said, when you bring it out of the Jordan, I want you to stack it up. See, when stones start talking, and when stones start praising, they got a story to tell. He said, you stack them up because there's coming a day when your children's going to say, what do these stones mean? And I want you to be able to tell them, we were slaves, we were bondsmen in a land of Egypt, but God delivered us. I want to show you a shadow that's come one of these days uh, there's a deliverer coming one of these days uh, there's a rock uh, coming on the scene the builder that the the stone that the builders rejected uh, he has become the chief cornerstone uh, i want to tell you this is pointing towards uh, a day uh, when deliverance uh, is coming uh, when deliverance uh, is coming come on somebody help me preach a little bit right now when deliverance is coming uh, i want you to understand uh, this speaks of deliverance. The stones start praising him. And finally, he begins to show himself a little closer. He said, see, as something moves further away from the light, the more it becomes identifiable. You get too close to the light, you can't identify what's going on. So for 4,000 years, David said, I seen him as my shepherd. David said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. And he's getting a little closer. He speaks to Micah and says, out of Bethlehem, Euphrates, shall he come. And then Mary, one day, 
is accosted by an angel who said, Mary, you are highly favored of God. Now you're pregnant. I'm just making sure y'all still there. <laughs> Mary, I want to show you the favor of God. You're expectant with a child. Oh, I, I don't know how this could be. Well, Isaiah said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a child, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. And Matthew said, That means God is with us. Mary, I want you to know a shadow is about to be revealed. Mary, I want you to know that that baby that's in your womb is not just human, but it's God who will manifest himself in flesh. Oh, Jesus. And so nine months later, slipping through her birth canal, comes a child. And they look at him and said, we'll name him Joseph. And Joseph said, no, the angel said his name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. His name shall be called the Everlasting Father. His name shall be called the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. He shall set up on his father David's throne to order it and to establish it forever. All of a sudden, the shadow becomes visible. And what Christ was saying is, do you want me to go back invisible and let the stones begin to praise him? 33 and a half years. He healed he did marvelous works, three and a half years of ministry. He delivered people. And finally one day he's put on trial and they condemn him to die. Beaten beyond human recognition. Isaiah said he was marred so bad that he didn't even look like a man. And he died. And the Bible tells us in the book of Luke that Joseph of Arimathea went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. The Bible said he wrapped him in clothes and he slid him in a tomb where which never a man had laid. And they rolled a stone in front of the tomb. And all the earth goes silent. But Jesus had said, as Jonah was in the belly of the whale, three day and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the ground for three days and three nights. <laughs> the disciples are scattered. Where's their praise now? The earth is silent. Heaven and earth is silent. An eerie, skin-crawling silence that holds humanity captive, waiting the result 
while hell is throwing its party, we killed him. We got rid of him. We destroyed him. The body's laying in a tomb. But three days later, it was the breaking of the first day of the week. The Bible specifically says, and there was a great earthquake. Do you know where earthquakes happen? They happen in the rock settlements deep below the surface of the earth. And the Bible said, at the break of day, there was a great earthquake. And the stone was rolled away. And the stone was rolled. And the st I named it the resurrection stone. On Thursday, when my wife and I was loading it in the truck, I called it the resurrection stone. I said, we got to take a stone so people understand that the stone was rolled away. And so here's two ladies coming to the tomb, and they're like, hey, I don't, I, they're coming to anoint the body of Jesus. And they're like, I don't know how we're going to roll away the stone. I don't know how we're going to get it away from the tomb. And when they get to the tomb, the rock had already praised him. I said, the, oh, you didn't hear me. I said, the rock. already praised him when stones cry out. It was resurrection morning when the final stone I've got one more stone that's got to praise him and it's the rock in front of the tomb. And it praised him when it rolled away. And so when the two ladies walked to the tomb there's two men standing there, and this is the best white apparel we could get for them. <laughs> and they said, where have you taken him? And I love the response. Why seek ye the living? Why do you seek the living among the dead? This is the last stone that would ever praise him because the tomb was borrowed and not purchased because he only needed it for three days. But when the stone, my God have mercy, when the stone rolled away, he said, I didn't rent you. I bought you. No, you, you missed it. Y'all didn't get it. He said, I needed that for three days. No use to buy the hotel when you go on vacation. Just rent a room. But he said, you, you are so important that all of the shadows from Genesis to Malachi,
Every revelation pinpointed today when on a cross I would buy your redemption. I would purchase you. And as the last stone rolled away in praise, 50 days later, in an upper room, Fifty days later in an upper room, he said, I walked with you, but I want to live in you. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one place with one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. But it appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled. Somebody shout filled. They were all filled with the Holy. My God have mercy. So, Easter is not just about a tomb, and it's not just about a rock. It's about a purchase. Know you not, you're redeemed not with corruptible things, such as silver or gold. The traditions of your father are from their vain conversations, but by the precious blood. of a lamb it was a lamb for a man but now John said behold the lamb of God I, I, I promise you I can't do any better than this this is the best I got and I'm preaching a little better than you're responding today but I'm gonna do my best okay Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the whole, not part of the world, not the Jewish believer, but the whole world. That's why he said in Acts chapter 2 and verse 39, For the promise is unto you and to your children, to them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. No rock will ever again take the praise of a people. Because when the stone rolled away, he said, I'm alive and I'm alive forevermore.